BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, I'm Fran Spielman. We're coming to you today from the Sun-Times newsroom with our guest, Alderman Pat O'Connor, the mayor's floor leader and a 35-year veteran of the city council. Long time. It is a long time. Is 35 years going to be it for you? Uh, I don't know. Um, it, it's a two-step decision. One, if I'm looking to do it again, and two, if the people in the neighborhood want to see me do it again. So, uh, we'll How do you see. figure that out? Are you polling? We, we're doing some polling, and um, uh, we got some, some of the folks in the ward uh, going out, doing some door-to-door -door stuff, not in the sense of petition collecting, but just collecting info. And we'll, I, I'll make a decision in the next few days. In the next few days? Well, you know, next week or so, anyway. Really? Yeah. Your seatmate just retired, Marge Lorino. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Does that I, make you think about it, like a friend getting married? <clears throat> well, here, um, I've worked with Marge her entire time in the city council, and um, we've talked about it. I, I knew she was going to leave some time ago, or at least that was the indication, um, the, the way she was pointing. But um, everybody knows when they've come to a point where they don't want to do this anymore and she's reached it and I'm not sure whether I have or not yet. But the job has changed so much and the, uh, the decision making is so, it's one bad decision after another, one, two, you know? Well, it, I don't know that the job has changed. I think people's relationship to government has changed. You know, my job is still the same, try and do things for my community, try and get things into the community and resources that help keep the schools and the parks functioning right. Uh, so my job is pretty much service delivery. And, and then there's a portion of it that is policy and that is the citywide decisions. And, and they become tougher and tougher as, um, as the economy kind of fluctuates a little bit and, and as we have some of these looming state mandates that require us to make some tough decisions as it relates to revenue. So that part's going to be hard. And how angry is the electorate about this massive avalanche of taxes that are just the beginning of what you're going to need to do for pensions? I think the electorate, electorate is more upset about almost intangibles. I don't, I, the, the electorate, they're mad at the president. They're mad at the country for having him as a president. They're mad at government in general. They don't like the status quo, but they, they definitely want people who know what they're doing. They've elected new people trying to change directions and they find out sometimes it's disastrous. Look at the presidency, look at, look at the governor. I mean, you know, you've got folks that come in and they might be successful businessmen, but government doesn't have a profit margin. Government has places that, that, that lose money and 
and can't be profit centers, and you can't go into government with the idea that you can run it like a business. Why would you want to run again? It's a ticket to make more bad, more, more tough decisions, more tax increases. A big one is coming right after the election. Well, um, I think when you, when you have done something for as long as I have, um, in a neighborhood that I've spent all my life. I, I moved into the neighborhood when I was eight years old. And, um, and I like it. I love the place I live. My kids all live in the same area. Um, and I think if you look at what we have as a community by me, it's worth trying to preserve. We, we are statistically the safest place in the city of Chicago, lowest crime rate of anywhere else. Um, parts of our neighborhood were among the top 10 in the country to live in, according to Redfin. Um, we've got some pretty vibrant commercial strips. That, there's a lot to be said for what's in our community, and um, you know, I don't take credit for it all happening, but I, I do believe I've played a part, and I enjoy it. But the decisions that are coming, what's going to be needed? Are you going to have to raise property taxes again, the water and sewer tax again, more telephone tax increases again? Well, all of the above. I, I think what you have to do is is put it more in context. There were ten or twelve years that we didn't raise any property taxes, and so you know that hiatus from incremental tax increases has made any any talk of a tax increase um, becomes like a third rail. But it really. Um, when I first started in government, it was really something that incrementally was done every year or two to keep up with the pace of, of, of inflation, the pace of, pr of pricing, the pace of our contracts. And then Daly didn't. And then, and then it was decided that this was a bad thing. And that um, was a big mistake, wasn't it? Well, I think on its own, not as big a mistake. But combine that with the state mandates bringing the pensions into an actuarial formula as opposed to the math formula that used to be done, those two combine to make it a, a kind of a toxic cocktail. Right. So after the election, even if you do this pension borrowing, which you say you're for, right? No, I haven't said I'm for it. I'm, I'm, I, what I'm for is looking for a solution that helps us to minimize whatever the increases might be. Um, and I think that we have an obligation to, to look into ways in which to save money um, or save the tax increases, if you will. Um, the, the, the state, in its wisdom, selected years just kind of out of the hat, saying you must be actuarial by such and such a date. Um, and so by doing that, they create this artificial cliff, which now we have to, we have to like abide by. Um, and, and frankly, it makes it very, very difficult, but we obviously now have a, a requirement or an obligation to find funding sources to do that. You can't possibly do it all in, a, in the context of property tax. I mean, you know, if, if you had your wishes, you know, the state would revamp its tax system. It would probably do a better job in terms of the income tax. Um, and they'd either have, a, a, have an increase that would help fund the state so that we're not losing money there, or they'd put it as, into a graduated tax and it would be a, perhaps a more fair system. Those things would help local governments be better pilots of their own ship. Dream on, don't hold your breath on that one, you know that. Of course not, yeah, no, I'm, but, but I'm saying, so in, at the local level, you can only do, only play the cards you're dealt. 
Right. right. So which cards will you have to play if you're there? So if so, one of each probably the property, the telephone, and and the water and sewer. Right. All of them have to go up, don't they? Well, I mean, water and sewer are going up incrementally now. They have um, to go up more. Well, they? not necessarily. Um, I mean, and those funds can really only go up to the point where where they're funded. I mean, they're they're sole source.